Hello, this is Ian Austin, and welcome to another episode of Friday Night Fright, the fourth episode of season two. Today, well, it's Thursday, the 24th of January, and I've been on vacation this week, so my life has predictably been completely manic, because while I have been on vacation, I've also been doing bank shifts on work, and at the same time, I've turned 34. Yay! So, unfortunately, because of that... um. I don't think I'm going to be able to do two episodes of Handball Watch today, so I'm just going to do one, and normal business will resume next week. I'm sure a lot of you, some of you are gutted because you thought that this was a podcast which exemplified professionalism, but need I mind you, this is not that podcast, this is an incredibly inept podcast, and it's very last minute, so... You just have to take it with a pinch of salt, I'm afraid. But you, I am going to be recording a Handball Watch episode... Free of handball today, and then next week, um, I'm hoping the final now live bye bye man and handball watch season episode four, season one. And then after that, I'm not gonna predict anything because who knows, I probably won't get to it anyway. But anyway, it's about to start, so remember, we fright on Friday nights, y'all. So here we go with episode three of season one of Handball. I can't even remember happening the last episode. I can only assume Handball had the delectable plan with lots of puns. And that plan went wrong. Oh, we're getting priestly package. Oh yeah, Frey Lounge was manipulating everyone. And she saw Weird Graham and thought, this guy is messed up. I want his life story. Make a movie. And Lance Fishman's like, you're not going to. I'm going to make that movie. And then when Handball were pouting at each other and then we thinks Abigail might be a suspect because Lance Fishburne does and then ended with Will and Handball sat at house and we discovered that Handball called Old Man Hobbs up and said you need to run but we already knew that so that's not new information and we're in Forest oh yeah Mushroom Man from last week we're in Forest and oh it's Old Man Hobbs and Abigail and they're scouting deer I guess oh this must be a flashback or flash forward. I'm going to go flashback more likely. I think for the full effect, I should put my 3D glasses. Abigail looks through binoculars at a deer. And this is symbolic. Because they're still trying to act like she's a victim here. My 3D glasses. Oh, the deer's in... Everything's in 3D. The deer's jumped out the screen. Oh, man, Abigail's going to point and gun at the deer. Her dad said, be patient, wait for your shot. Abigail lines up. Lines up and... Oh man, it's popping right off screen, this 3D version. Oh, she shoots and the deer runs away. And Ab- old man Hobbs is all like, Abigail, you complete ass. And he's like, you missed on purpose, didn't you? You missed the deer. She shoots again and I don't know if she shot the deer or not. Old man Hobbs looked through binoculars and we hear Fudd. He's like, hey, you shot a deer, baby. And Abigail's like, I've seen Split. I'm getting uncomfortable flashbacks. We don't have an Uncle Joey, do we? Old man Hobbs is like, just, just get in the truck, Abigail. We're going home with deer. We're in the truck on the way home. And the deer's on the bonnet. And they pull the deer off, one, two, three. And the deer looks at Abigail and Abigail cries a little inside. She's, she says that the deer was so pretty. And Hobbs is like, yeah, she was pretty. But now she's dead. And Abigail says, the deers are complex. Why do we murder a deer? And her dad's like, because it's complex. We murder. And then we save her. We eat every part of the deer. And Abigail is like, that doesn't make any sense. How can we save the deer? 
the only day if we murder it and I'm walking now. We're walking Liam beneath my happy tablets. See, this really is the most inept podcast ever created, but God here, but you all love it, don't you? Take my happy tablets. Oh, he is. Uh, we're back and nothing's changed. He's still saying every part of this deer would be used. He's like, cut it. And Abigail's like, no. And he's like, cut it. And Abigail's like, no. And he's like, this is a 3D episode, Abigail. He starts stirring them and you cut the deer. And so, like, don't damage the organs. We need the meat, Abigail. We need the meat. And she cuts all. And she's like, I'm not going to eat this. And that's like, you fucking buried this. We don't eat this deer. This is all for naught. And it's symbolic. Someone murdered some teenagers. And Abigail's like, no, no, we're not. He's like, just practice. We'll honour her. If we don't eat everything, it's murder. And Abigail's like, Dad, you're going to murder some teenagers. He's like, no. She's like, if you are, that's not going to stand up in court. And so I'm going to shit about court. I'm meeting between me and God. And God says, if I murder, if I kill something and I eat all of it, it's not really there. <laughs> I love that that's basically his entire logic. Like, God will forgive me as long as I eat every organ. But if I damage one, if I cut into the liver, then I can't possibly go to heaven. <laughs> this is the best and stupidest TV show of all time. Oh, and Abigail wakes up and she's got a tube down her throat. And she's like, no, it's blood on my hands. And oh, tube down my throat. And she starts ripping shit out. And, oh, don't pull it out of your throat. Oh, she's coughing because she's ripped the candle out. And if I work in hostel, if she'd done that in real life, she'd bleed everywhere and it'd be very messy. Abigail needs to think the porters and HJs would have to clean that up. It'd be very messy. Very messy indeed, Abigail. And, of course, this is for TV by Brian Fuller, who most of you know from Handball, some from Pushing Daisies, and some from his time in American Gods, where he went so far over budget that they fired him. Placed him with his two executive producers who became showrunners, but they went over budget, so they fired them too. And people are still wondering why isn't Brian Fuller come back and make more handball? Well, for the simple reason, A, he doesn't have rights to science of lambs. B, he can't stay under budget. And C, very few people watch these shows, and they're still one for it. It's not a reason not make them. Well, it is a reason not make them from the business side. But the whole point making TV is for it to be profitable, and there's no way this... Anything Brian Fuller makes can be profitable in the long run because it's made for a very marginal group of people, very small population, maybe men or so. The only way you can justify it is if Amazon or Netflix got involved, but Netflix can't because Amazon has stream rights, except Netflix now has stream rights. No, no, it was Amazon can't because Netflix has stream rights, but it's made by Warner Brothers or something. Who own Amazon? So the rights are all tangled up in a big ball. And meanwhile, Science of Lambs is owned by a completely different group of people who are like, yeah, look, Brian Fuller, we don't want to see Clarice in slow motion do one plot point for six episodes. So I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see it. I really would. But I don't. Brian Fuller's not in the habit of making people money. He's in the habit of making breathtaking television that fuck all people watch which is a Netflix special but despite having streaming rights they don't have rights to produce new episodes or something I don't know it's it's all a bit silly because this is meant to be a six season show 
and they had to rush for it in three seasons, and then, I don't know, it's, they've covered most of Beats, except Silence of Lambs at this point, and also, it'd be really weird, like, not to spoil you guys for how the series ends, but the handball from this show, Insights of Lambs, I don't know how well that worked, because when I did the adaptation of Red Dragon, it was the same dialogue from the movies and books put through Maz Mickelson's handball letter, and it's breathtakingly weird. Because it doesn't match his character at all. They move so far away from it, and the way they resolve that arc is just... I love this show, but that's genuinely insane. Oh, and ignore the teaser the first episode of... Um, ignore the teaser and all of that. that hints at Red Dragon, because when they finally get that storyline, they don't remember any of that shit. It's never brought up. It's never raised. And when Abigail's reading the tattle in her room, and Alana, Dr. Alana Blom walks in... Abigail asks, she's doctor, and it's like, not medicine, I'm a psychiatrist. And Abigail's like, well, how do you get access to my room? It's like, nurses let me. And Abigail's like, no, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let you in, and they wouldn't shut the door. And Lana's like, look, it's fine, just go with it. It's not, it's Hollywood, it's not a medical drama. Alana's, and Abigail says, no, I won't. And Lana's like, look, please talk to me, because if you talk to me, this chance at Lawrence Fishburne will let you be in movie based on your life. You know, he's really interested. He thinks he can play either Will Graham or your father, Old Man Hobbs. He's toying with Will Graham because he thinks Will's the meteor part. Oh, Alana reveals that Abigail's parents haven't been buried because they didn't die a Christian death. Mother's cremated. And Alana's like, wait, what? Abigail's like, what? She's like, well, what about my dad? And Alana's like, well, they're going to cut him open and stay him because it's complicated and Lana's like yeah, yeah, I can't can't keep trap these names sorry go walk I gotta make drink so we're getting this riveting dialogue here um, you have to remember when Brian Fuller um, drink? when Brian Fuller makes the TV show by the way he either has really gripping sequences of like um, cool plot or stuff like that all visuals, or he literally just has two people sitting talking to each other in a flat way. There's no two ways between it. He's a very, very odd human being, but a great writer, good director. It's somewhat. This episode's really popping in 3D, by the way. These really boring sequences where nothing happens and two people talk at each other. Random shit flies out the screen. Like, I swear I just saw a um, Friday Night Fright loot box, which. I, I'll happily open for you right now. Tear, I guess. Tear and open loot box. Tear and open. And what's inside? Uh, nothing. And IOUs inside. No, we make we make in quotation marks these breathtaking items. Being a pieces of shit. <sighs> Why is anyone want Friday Night Fright loot box? By the way, rubbish. If they existed, they'd be rubbish. They're even worse for not existing. Oh, we're getting a production meeting between Lance Fishburne, Alarm Bloom and Handball. Handball still won't agree being movie. So Lance Fishburne's like, screw it. Okay, let's get method. Let's, let's, let's work a scene. Imagine I was a cop. Okay. Is Abigail, is Alarm serial killer? Abigail serial killer. It's like Alarm, he knows she is. And they're like, fine, let's role play. Okay. She's not. 
Alana says she's not, she's manipulative. Hannibal's like, she's not because she's my daughter. And Lancey's like, good, this is good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good. Yeah, I've given this. They're really... Whenever Lance Fishburne says, and action, it tends to be Jack Roth, at least they're rehumanising her. <laughs> they're really, really acting like he's actually a cop. He points out that Lana can't say shit here because Dr. Lepter's weird psychiatrist. Oh, we get... We're doing a presentation on the Minnesota Strike, a.k.a. Garrett Hobbs, and talking about victims... He murdered eight years over an eight-month period. He had same height, same eye colour, same age, same height, same weight. He said height twice as his daughter Abigail. I don't think that's true. That seems quite coincidence. There was a ninth victim, but she had a lift disease, so he didn't murder her. Wait, yeah, he did. What? Oh, no, he didn't, because that's one Hannibal murdered. Jack. Lawrence Fishburne, aka Jack Crawford, attends the seminar. Hamble looks at a picture of the victim and is like, oh, he's like, hmm. We describe this intelligent psychopath, a sadist. He'll never kill like this again. Hamble's like, yes, I won't. We're like, how would we catch him? And Hamble's like, why why are we listening to where he's, he's insane? We gives a psychological profile of Hamble and the killer. He doesn't know it's Hamble because he's a bit of an idiot. He points out that it could only be Hannibal by going through motives and all of that. He's literally... He could draw a picture right now and it would actually be Hannibal. And Hannibal's thinking, well, it's great that Lawrence Fishburne's not actually a cop and you're also not a cop because you can't arrest me for this. <laughs> he literally keeps coming close-ups of Hannibal Lecter. It's amazing. It's not even subtle. Like, some shows would actually go down the route of, oh, it's not Hannibal, it's a new character. Hannibal's not a killer yet. We're going to see him become one. This show's like, no, he's blatantly a serial killer. He's blatantly a cannibal. He murdered that woman. He's literally sat, stood there, watching this shit, looking as gu- incredibly guilty, and no one suspects. It's not the... He smiled there. It's literally... This is not the origin of Hannibal Lecter. This is not the origin. This is the equivalent of, like, make... It really... Like, I imagine this show was pitched as the origin of Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham. And I bet that's what the network picked up. And I bet that's what they wanted. A really good origin story... For Hamble Lecter and Will Graham to explain how they became who they were. That's what we wanted. And what did Brian Fuller give them? He gave them a fully formed Hannibal whose character art throughout this series doesn't exist. His entire... All he wants is to have sex with Will Graham. That's his entire character arc. Have sex with Will Graham and be a psychic father. That's it. Will Graham's character arc is be driven more and more insane to until he realises that he too wants to have sets, but with Hannibal Lecter. That's the character arc. The only character arc in the show is Lawrence Fishburne trying to play get rights to Will Graham's life story by pretending he's a cop and realising that he's in over his head and having nervous breakdown throughout. That's the only character arc to the point where Lawrence Fishburne believes he's a cop named Nat Crawford. That's the only character arc in this entire show. That's it. Uh, like, it, imagine the network getting this pilot and thinking, this is amazing, Brian, but it's not 
an origin story if Hamble let the how is this going to go beyond the season and he's still like no it will because we're going to have two seasons as an original story then we're going to have season for Red Dragon and then we're going to have a season mixing present day and Hamble Rising and then we're going to have season for Science of Lambs or maybe set in Australia or Argentina and then we're going to have season set in Science of Lambs and then we're going to have an original one and they're like dude look you're not getting that far Brian you need to speed this up and also we would really like a procedural drama with these two characters with Hample Letter and with Will Graham that's what we want Brian we want a procedural drama like Elementary with Sherlock that can last for 10-11 years can you do that? And Brian was like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Hamble's a cannibal. So, like, yes, if you gradually made him one, instead of literally making him fully formed in the first episode, and in the finale in a couple of years, he's pretty much the same character, that would be useful. And Brian Fuller, God help me, he's a great writer, but he cannot play the game at all. It's amazing. It's like... He's the sort of guy who'd be perfect for Amazon or Netflix. Someone who cares about ratings to a degree, but cares more about creating industry awareness. You know, where your shows don't need guests certain rating. Brian Fuller goes to networks and goes, I want Hannibal Lecter. They give him Hannibal Lecter, it gets three years, and they think, there's nothing, there's nothing here that appeases us from a mainstream buzz standpoint. We cannot do a sweeps episode. We cannot do a crossover. Because your characters are horrible human beings and no show would touch them. And that's not me putting down Hamble. I love this show. But let's be honest, this show going three years, three 13 episode seasons, was a fucking miracle. So we should be glad about that. Anyway, back to the show. They're in a, a greenhouse. And we're... And Hamble talking to Abigail about nightmares. And I don't think Will Graham's the person I would send talk to uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depressed, borderline suicidal teenagers, father just trying to cut her neck. You know, like, Will Graham... And Hamble's just letting it happen. I love that none of these people... Will doesn't stop any point and say, Hamble, Hamble, why am I taking point in this situation? Why aren't you? You're a psychiatrist. Why am I talking to this emotionally traumatised woman? Won't you fucking do it? You know? And then Hanborn will just walk down the street. They might as well hold hands, really. And yeah, there's um, uh, Freddie Lounge who's sort of like, hey, I tried to um, character assassinate you. And she's sort of like, please let me apologise because I'm going to be a key main cast member for the last, next few seasons and we need just find me being in the show. Handball's like, Miss Lambs, fuck off. And she's like, look, I'm here to talk to Abigail to solve the mystery. And we're just like, look, no, you literally told her I was insane. I have you for libel. And Freddie Lambs was like, no, 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 in print is slander. And they have discussion over whether it's libel or slander. And Hamble's just stood there in the background and was like, I thought I told you to fuck off. And she's like, look, I can make it worse. And we it's like, please don't, don't, don't piss me off. I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm terrified for it at this point. Because <laughs> as he says, look, I literally spent all my days thinking about how killing people. 
Young one pissed me off. And then she writes an article about it. And Lance Fishburne's like, look, I can't make a movie about you. You're not likeable enough. Be more likeable. And Hannibal's like, look, can, sorry, can we... Can you just be either Jack Crawford or Lance Fishburne? Don't be both. And where Lana's like, well, it could be worse. Could be about Abigail and Lance Fishburne and Jack Crawford. Lance Fishburne and Jack Crawford sort of like his victory. It's like, she's not going home. Okay, she is going home. That's very quick. Alana's like, look, ah, shit, Alana, yeah, she's, oh, God, I can't keep trapped this. Hannibal sat there and looked at this fuck again. I don't know if this Lawrence Fishburne, Jack Ruffin thing's going to go distance. I'm getting really confused now. Anyway, they ask Hannibal what they're doing. He's like, we should take her home, but it might, it might help her, but might no cause her be in denial Jack Longfishman's fucking old school Longfishman he's like I'm going to choose the objective which best serves my agenda but we find me copcat Alana's like look we should not take her home that's fucking stupid anyway there's oh there's a guy at a cafe who's talking very loud and he's a hipster and he's got a crap haircut and he's sort of like I'm angry. Uh, my our sister's dead. Uh, I don't want to talk to you. He's murdered by Gar- she is murdered by Gar- Jacobs. And his teenage adults like he, uh, I would murder him, but he's already dead. He's like there, there was no justice, and I'm not comforted. Frey Lounge is like it's so easy. My sister's impaled on severed stagger, cut down the middle. You pulled out her lungs while she's still breathing. There's no comfort in that. Hannibal was really fucked up. He really wants fresh ingredients too. Frey's sort of like, look, don't remember her that way. That's a rookie mistake. What you need to do is we need to team up because I want to catch Wee Graham. I think it's him. I think he murdered her. And also, I think you should murder Abigail Hobbs. And this guy's like, um, wait, what? That's what? No, I, I don't understand. Anyway, we're back in Bloomington, Minnesota. The Hobbs residence is seriously. Why was this poor woman put in protection of this psychopath? Will Graham. Again, I love the show, but this portrayal of Will Graham, it's it's so strange because like the movie, the movie version with um Wim Peterson and um Ed Norton, they were nothing like this guy. This guy is literally against Catrop thing. It's not like he's gradually driven insane by everything's going on and to the point where he quits. This guy's already on the barrier before the show's even started. This is not what any network would want. There is no downgrade for Graham. He's he could be in two slice right now, you know? Like and movie versions both seem relatively in control, you know? It was like the fear was portrayed by mannerisms rather than outright looking like he hasn't slept in a year. Although I should say, I say that, but this is a really good performance. It's just, it's not Wee Graham from books. Anyway, there are Abigail's home and someone's written candles on the door and throws through a lesson a few weeks ago. Hey, I re- recap Green Inferno, which was Campbellistic, you know? It's wonderful, wonderful movie. 
Um, they find a bunch of evidence boxes which have been left lying around, which that seems very sloppy. In fact, how would they even have access to this place? If the evidence boxes are there, you know, why would, wouldn't this place still be a crime scene? I don't think she'd be allowed back here. Anyway, Alana's like, we should, we should go. And everyone is just like, Alana, just, 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 just enough, okay? Enough. So all pictures on the fridge have been turned around and we're just like, crime scene cleaners would do that. So I don't want to look at your fucking happy family. Abigail's like, they do a good job. There's a bit of blood there. But where is that where all my blood was? And we're just like, yes. Uh, Abigail's like, oh, you think a lot about killing, don't you? And we're just like, that's us. Alan's like, that's, that's the leading question, Abigail. Don't ask him that question. And we're just like, no, it's a cow answer. I do. And we're just like, I pretend to be like your dad and people like your dad. I get into their thoughts because it's, how does it feel like, she asked. And we're just like, he had a design. He, he loved you. And it, it, it's, Abigail's like, it's not why I want it, no. We says it's like I'm talking to shadow suspend on dust. And Abigail's like, dude, you fucked up. And she goes over to the sink and we're just like, yes, I am. Hamble's like, he really is. We was like, look, the attacks were desperate. Your dad knew he was out of time. Somebody told me we are coming. And Abigail was like, man on the phone? Um, it's a block call. Do you recognise his voice? Abigail was like, no, I, 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 I never heard it before. And Hanbo's like, don't play dumb. Hanbo isn't even covering. He's literally like, that's very curious. You don't recognise my very, very, very distinct voice. If we Chasing her. It's all like, look, Lan, look, Abigail. If the man whose voice you heard is standing behind me, you need to tear me. And Abigail's like, no. He's like, look, save us seven episodes of trouble. Is he in this fucking room? Is it Hamble Lecter? And Abigail's like, no. And he's like, fine. I love if that actually happened. It's like, is it him? That guilty as fuck guy with the foreign voice who somehow become immersed in all of this shit despite the fact that he's a psychiatrist. I'm a forensic police officer on duty, granted. Alana is a criminal psychiatrist. He is a handle letter, is a general fucking psychiatrist he should not be here that suspect look you need to just tell me if he's the murderer if he's a cop cat and Hamble's like can we can we not okay let's ruin that crime and Abigail's like you be my dad to you oh man she says Hamble you be man on phone he looks at her like you little shit I'm fucking you and then walks off he's like that's so blatant <laughs> Hamble's like, I'm pissed off this shit. Look, she fucking thinks she's fears anything more. I'm a murderer all three of them. I, I love that that's the implication. Hamble's like, look, I, all I need is permission to murder you guys. And we're just like, wait, what? I, I don't know. Hamble's like, can we see where your dad made putty? Because we think that's where everyone's murdered. Oh, one of Abigail's friends appears. And she's like, hello. And Abigail's like, hey. And they talk. And her friends are like, Abigail, your, your dad was sick. But did he ever have, like, fancies about me? And she's like, that's not cool, dude. Don't mention that. And her, her friend, I'm called 
Tim Bob. So I ain't talked to news. Look, I just made jokes, right? My mum don't even want me talking to you, much less the news. So all I have to do is make jokes. And you're still like, look, I'm talking to you right now. So clearly I ain't listening to my ma. But I will know something, Abigail. Did you do it? Are you a killer? Abigail's like, no, my father did. He's sort of like, are you an accomplice? And Tim Bob's sort of like, I don't think you're the type to do it. And Abigail's like, you don't think I'm capable? So that's not what I said. Anyway, I didn't think your father was a murder-suicide type, although I guess the hunting could have been a clue. Seems quite specific. Mine or his? Tim Bob's sort of like, oh, maybe you did it then. Ha 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 Look, I don't think you did it. Fucking chill out. Oh, no! Trent's coat's back. He's like, I think you're a fucking murderer. Happy was like, fuck off this broke property. He's like, you fuck. You were bait, right? That's how it worked. Abigail was like, I'm not fixing your plot off, mate. Fuck off. You learned back to your day, didn't you? And uh, Tim Bob's like, fuck off, and throws a rock at him. He's like, I'll fucking get you. I'm going to get you. Your dad always oh, throw a rock at him again. It's like, fuck off, trench coat. And then wearing handball there. Handball's like, look, will you, you take him down, I'll eat him. He's like, not now, handball. As trench coat runs off, handball's like, I have his scent. I'll find him. Tim Bob's mum walks up, so like, Marissa, Tim Bob, get the fuck back here. And Tim Bob's like, why are you such a bitch? And Hamble's like, I can use this. <laughs> and then she casually leaves. And we're just like, who was that boy? And Abigail's like, I, I, I don't know. We're just like, did he touch you? And she's like, no, he didn't fuck touch me. We're just like, he did, I'll kill you. Hamble's like, he may be gone, but I can track him. We're just like, how are you going to track him? Hamble's sort of like, I, I know how to find him. I'm a man who traps people. And he finds a rock and he covers it up. Oh, oh, he covers up and says, we, we should report crime. We're just like, yes. Hamble's like, I've covered up the evidence. He walks over to Abigail. He's like, you bad Abigail, bad. She's like, what? Then it ends. We're in bed having another either wet dream about Hamble or a flashback about, oh, he's having a wet dream about Moose. Oh, he's got... Abigail by throat is a staglet song and he's all like I'm going to pretend to be dad and he slits her throat and blood goes F when stag is like in slow motion and it popped out screen in 3D that really did wait we wakes up covered in sweat and I'm assuming various other fluids he gets out of bed and he's like I, I, I feel bad I've got to play with my dogs you know at this point actually it's an interesting question is Will as fucked up as Francis Darhide because they're never going to whiz that story, but having wet dreams about murdering Abigail Hobbs and uh, uh, getting turned on by a stag, that seems pretty fucked up. Again, it's no progression. Um, Abigail and cops come by and they go to the old cabin and it's, oh, it's a crime scene. Well, if it's a crime scene, why are they there? I don't understand. They walk inside and it's empty and Abigail's like, Oh, we murdered the deer here. And see, this was the point I thought. I was getting the impression that they're actually going to murder a woman. You know? Well, maybe they did. Maybe that's implication. But I don't know. Anyway, they're looking around and Abigail's like, this place, who cleaned this place? He made definitely buy himself glue, butter. He sold pits on eBay in town. Where's like, he didn't. He didn't say the parts. You've been eating. Oh shit, she remembers. She's realised that she ate all the shit. She's like, no, no. 
Do I eat them? And we was like, yeah. Abigail was like, I, I ate them, didn't I? And we was like, no, I just fucking said, yeah. Hannibal was like, look, it's very likely your dad was a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> he kept everything. <laughs> and Abigail says, well, just before he tried murdering me, he said, he murdered them so he wouldn't have hurt me. And Alan's like, look, no, don't go down that route. And Abigail's like, if he murdered me, they'd all be alive. And Alan's like, no, they'd probably be more dead. Blood drips on their head because he's the most inept crime scene detectives ever. And we're just like, it's blood. And Alan is, oh, it's blood. It's only just form loads. So it's fresh. They, we walks upstairs. He's like, I'll go first. I'll see what's going on. He looks and he sees the dead body of Marissa, which has happened really fucking quickly. And she's been, oh, she's wearing underwear at least. She's been, or pants. She's been impaled on a bunch of deer horns. And we lift her face. Abigail runs upstairs. She's like, Tim Bob, no! Hamble's like, you shouldn't see us. Alarm, get her downstairs. She's like, Tim Bob! And Tim Bob's dead. Although it happened way too quick. There's a lot of supernatural shit in this universe. Lawrence Fishburne arrives and says, like, I want to see body. And they're like, dude, again, are we really pretending you're a copy? He's like, look, I want to see body. He looks at Abigail. It's like, you fucking did it, didn't you? Anyway, he talks to Weir about a um, guy by the stream, trench coat man. And they have chat. Oh no, Hamble's saying, so like Cassie Ball, the woman on stag. Hamble's still like, mm, she had brother, Weir says. And Hamble's like, yes. And Weir's like, Garrett Jacobs didn't kill him. Hamble's like, I know, because I did it. What? Garrett Jacobs with Honor Death Part though, whoever killed her just took lungs. We was like, you very you know a lot about this shit. Anyway, Lance Fishburne's sort of like, look, shit happened and another woman's dead. This seems entirely related to what's already going on. Lance Fishburne is really getting worked up. He's like, look, this is getting complex. Let's simplify this, because I can't save this story Hollywood. And you have to ignore him. He points out Gadget Cops never punched his villains. And Hanbrook's like, yes, he didn't. But Copcat was provoked. It was Nicholas Boyle. He murdered both. The French cook man murdered both of them. That's Hanbrook's theory. And Hanbrook's... And Lance Fishburne's sort of like, I, I really think that's a stretch. And I don't think I'll work as a movie. It seems it's not related to the main plot. Lawrence Fishburne at this point is really angry he's like look this doesn't work for a movie it doesn't work for a TV show who would pick this up can you just can you simplify this for me and Campbell's sort of like look shut the fuck up Lawrence okay I'm sorry to be so crude but you're talking shit can you just pretend to be a cop and he's like fine I'll give you a motive break now So Long Fishburne looks at them and goes, right, I'm going to pretend to be a cop for the next month, okay? I'm not going to be Long Fishburne. And then he says, I think we should arrest Abigail Hobbs. And two of them, right, you choose now to stop being an actor, now? It's like, look, she's under arrest, get me Abigail Hobbs. Hamble's like, I'm not one of your officers. He's like, you, you, will you stay here? He's going to get Abigail. I want a fucking word with you. 
Reporters rush to Ab- to try and ambush Abigail. She's been driven out of the area by Hannibal, who's masterful at avoiding reporters. Oh no, it's Alana. They've driven into the house. Alana's there, and she's like, Abigail's there. Oh, and, oh they've driven her home. Okay, and... But Tim Bob's mum runs up, so I'm going to kill Abigail. You murdered my daughter. Abigail was like, I can do shit. He's like, why'd you come back? Why'd you come back? Hamble's like, get the fuck back. Get out of here. Get out of here. Tim Bob's mum falls on Hamble and starts crying. And it's all like, I do your daughter with some father means and a nice Chianti. Now fuck off. And she walks away. Because <laughs> she's scared of Hamble. Alana's still like, to Abigail, we need to go in the house. Hamble's like, I'll be back up. Oh shit, Freddy Lounces, how's she getting? She's like ninja. Hamble's like, Freddy, fuck off, alright? Freddy's sort of like, look, I won't tell you a story, I won't say it Hollywood. Hamble's like, look, we just went through a shit Lawrence Fishburne, go away. And then Freddy's sort of like, hey, maybe Transcript Man's nearby. And Hamble's like, there's a lot of maybes in that sentence. Have you seen a young man, mid 20s, ginger hair unwashed? Freddy's like, if I, sorry, if it's important, if you tell me why it's important, I might tell you. And Hamble's like, yes. So they walk in the house with no police protection as Hamble stood outside. Abigail's inside, chilling out on her own with buckled police protection. She's crying. That sort of teen cry. And old man, trench coat man, breaks in the house as Abigail keeps crying. And trench coat man is sort of like, Abigail hears that Numbers going to go to waste and realises that pillows and shit are going to be made of fucking dead people too. So she starts cutting open pillows and surely this shit will be evidence. And she pulls out and inside is human hair as Abigail starts freaking out. She's like, I don't understand. She she starts crying and throwing shit everywhere. Strength coat man is like, I'm not going to hurt you, okay? I just want you to listen to me. And Abigail's like, no, no, I'm backing up from you. He's still like, look, I didn't murder anyone, okay? He's a strength coat man. I didn't kill her. As Abigail runs, he grabs her. He throws her against the wall. And she stabs... Oh, shit. She stabs trench coat man in the gut. And trench coat man's like, that, that, that's murder. Abigail's like, no, no, it's dub jeopardy. He's still like, no, no, you murdered me once. That's, that's murder. Abigail's like, no, please. No, no. She holds the knife and realises, oh shit, I'm going to go away from life. She starts freaking out and crying, holding blade knife and wishing it was a dream. Alana starts walking forward. Hannibal sees Abigail bleed, covered in blood. Saying, oh shit! He smashes Alana's head against the wall, but it's just enough to knock her out. He places her down gently. Says she'll be alright and then turns to Abigail and sort of like, my, 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 you've been a bad, bad, bad woman. And then sort of like, Abigail... Show me what happened. And she's like, what the fuck? So they walk downstairs and Hamble's like, I want to see the body. Abigail's like, um, this is really weird, but okay. And there's still been no cops have come in, by the way. Hamble asks, was he going to merge you? And Abigail isn't sure. He looks at the body and goes, oh, you need disemboweled this, this shy boy. God, he's really fucked up. It's disgusting. Hamble's like, this is not safe defence. You butchered him, Abigail. And Abigail's like, what? No, I didn't mean to. If did, it was an accident. And Hamble's like, look, chill out. 
They'll see what you did. And they'll see you as an accessory to crimes of your father. Oh, Hamble's good. He's manipulating shit. Abigail's like, no, no, I wasn't. Hamble's like, this is so easy. I don't, I, I'm, this is wonderful. I, I'm pretty. Hamble's sort of like, look, you need to ask me to give you assistance, okay? You ask me to help you out, I will. At great risk of my career and my life, I'll make you my apprentice. Always two there are, a master and an apprentice. Tell them you're defensive when you gutted this man, or we can hide the body. And Abigail's like, who are you? He's like, don't you know my voice, Abigail? She's like, no, he's like, we well, really doing this? You're really playing dumb? You don't know my distinctive voice? Okay, fine, we'll get to that later. Abigail, we need to hide the body. Anyway, cops finally walking up. As Alana's all like, I don't remember shit. I was, my head was smashed into a wall. I felt a handball's hand on my head and then I passed out. And that's like, that's not enough to do anything. But we think Nicholas Boyle attacked Abigail. You struck Doc Lecter back to the head. We was like, no, no, Lecter's a shy guy. Alana asks where Abigail is and we find out that um, she apparently scratched Nick, trench coat man. And Nicholas murdered Marissa. And then Alana's sort of like, he got away and that's like, I'll catch him. I'll fucking catch him. See, now we simplify shit. Trenchcoat man's a murderer of Marissa. We'll track him down and make a great little bit of character working move, maybe off screen, maybe a small case to get the big case. Hamble's in his office. He's drawing pictures. Pornography again, I'm guessing. He's creaking. It's Abigail walks up and... Handball sort of like the hostel called me Abigail. See, I'm just writing the script. I'm not drawing pornography, I'm writing the script based on my life. You need to come downstairs. You know I can protect you. Abigail's like, How will you protect me? I'll immortalise you in fiction. See, Lance Fishburne's not going to get rights to Wiz Life story. I am, and you're going to hit me. Abigail's like, How? He's like, You are going to be my apprentice. Get Climb down the ladder and we'll talk. She climbs down the ladder. And he takes her by hand and he walks over and this is very much corrupting. She's freaking out. She's like, I won't go to sleep. I won't sleep. Hamble's sort of like, look, we sleep per chance to dream. Can't block them. Can't repress. She's like, I think honour and part of him. So it's just murder, isn't it? And Hamble's sort of like, well, most people argue self-defence. She's like, that's not what you said 10 minutes ago. And Abigail's like, why wouldn't I tell you the truth? And Hamble's sort of like, well, you couldn't prove it's self-defence. Stupid those who assume that you take after your father. And Abigail's like, but I didn't eat him. And she's like, wait, wait, you're happy I killed him? Hamble's sort of like, what would be your alternative? They kill you. And Abigail's like, I don't know if he's going to. And Hamble's like, no, no, you don't. Be my choice. It's like, you're the one caught house. And Hamble's like, yeah. I'm glad we bring this up. That would drag. She's like, what do you say, my father? And Hamble's sort of like, I, simple conversation. Asking for for his home for an interview. You lie! You lie, Hamble! You're a liar! You told him that they were coming after him! You lying liar who lies! And she says, bullshit, you're a serial killer. And Hamble's like, "Hmm, you're very perceptive. Hamble's like, I'm nothing like your dad. I'm good at my job. But I made a mistake, just like you made a mistake, and it can be easily misconstrued. 
That's why I'm not going to tell anyone I'm medical. That's why you shouldn't either, because I have something on you. I'll keep your secret if you keep mine. And she's like, I'll keep yours. And Abigail's like, yes. No more climbing walls, Abigail. Go back to the institution. Leave me my script. Got drafts and drafts to go before I sleep. Abigail's like, I don't know what's going on, but I think I just may have housed him pat. And she stares at away from camera and that's the end of the episode that was jolly fun wasn't it so what have we learned we've learned that Hannibal is smarter than everyone in this universe by far we've learned that Will Graham is two seconds away from nervous breakdown and we've learned that hmm, we've learned Hannibal's writing a screenplay on spec about all of this shit fascinating to see where that goes See you next time for the next episode of Handball Watch. Hello everyone, and it's time for another episode of Movie or Porn! Yay! On today's exciting episode... We are going to be looking at the first 10 minutes of Dracula, the 2015 1 hour 33 minute movie starring Jack Palance. Oh my god. He's still alive? What the shit? Um, wow, okay. Apparently it's by legendary Dan Curtis. I really don't want this to be porn, I have to be honest. I don't want to watch Jack Palance porn. Hey, we've got TV acceptable porn right now in form Outlander, the Ron Moore approved series, which as far as I've been told is set scenes and time travel. Oh, this looks like garbage. This really looks terrible. 10 minutes, I've been told subtitles aren't available for my chosen region. I'm fucking in England and you don't have subtitles, but you have this blurry shit vista shot, wide shot. That is atrocious. Did they, did they steam up the lens or something? What the fuck am I looking? It, it, it's a castle? You could tell me this from the 70s and I'd believe you. I'm going to put my 3D glasses on and see if there's any 3D-ness. The, the, there's not even horses there's dogs pulling a carriage but they're not pulling a carriage they're just, the dogs are just running literally move, all the wolves and dogs are running that's your opening shot towards the castle they're, they're still running uh, look if the dogs have sets with each other or any two of those dogs have sets that counts as porn this is going off 3D glasses are making this look even more disgusting, by the way. And they run past a horse and carriage, and this looks terrible. Jack Palance walked past as they pimp out his name. I Seriously, I did not know he was still alive. But he's Jack Palance as Bram Stoker's Dracula. He walks downstairs. This looks like shit. He walks downstairs some more. He walks through a door... And then Horse and Carriage takes off. It's a Dan Curtis production. He's going to make the... De- oh, fucking... Whatever that movie Tim Burton made. Dark Shadows or whatever it was. The TV show, he made that. Why would you give him a fucking movie? 
Who is... I'm, like, that show was 40 years ago. Anyway, 3D glasses go back on. A Richard Curtis-looking motherfucker is riding a carriage. And they're stopped. I bet you this is a... Anyway, we're in Bisritz, Hungary, May, 9, May 1897. As a man walks out of a carriage with another man. Why does everyone in this movie look like budget Richard Curtis? And then uh, even the woman looks like budget Richard Curtis. And wait, they uh, met a man, Richard Curtis. Oh, God, I can't, don't care about his characters. They walk into uh, an inn, I guess, with a woman who, again, looks like Richard Curtis, writing in a book in, with a queer. And they want to stay for the night, I guess. I, I, I just want this to be porn so I can stop watching. This is appalling. Three minutes in, and I'm literally... Oh, just, this is so bad. This looks ugly. It's really ugly in 3D, but it's even uglier in 3D. Why would, you, why would you start a Dracula movie with Dracula? You build up to him. You don't start with him. They've played the money shot. They've shown us a makeup devoid Jap Hallams to start the movie. And that's not criticised Jap Hallams. I... I'm glad he's not dead. And he's a very good actor. I admit that. It's just, I have not heard from him in so long. that it's fucking sad to see the state of his acting career. And he's in shit like this, which looks like it's made 50 years ago. You know? It looks like garbage, is what I'm trying to say. I don't like being this critical, but this generally looks terrible. Like, it looks really old. It, nothing if they hadn't put on the thing that this was made in 2015 I, in fact I don't believe that this was made in 2015 I believe this was made a long time ago and it was just anyway Dracula's sending letters to him I, I, I'll have to consult my Dracula expert friend and inquire as to how bloody awful this is and whether it's accurate in any way because I've never read Dracula book I'm sure I should at some point and I will at some point but I haven't today anything like this shit fuck yeah. four oh god it's only four minutes it's only four minutes and there's no subtitles oh, I'm gonna put my hat on okay hat over my glass my glasses Anyway, impromptu Q&A, because this is terrible. Um, 1.5 thousand hits up today. I think that's 700 at least currently as of Thursday more than we had last at the end of last year. So I've gone up 700 this month, which is almost twice the amount we had in total last month. Actually, good. I'm just going to chat with my friends. So I'm friends. titles what is going on <laughs> why is this movie so bad why am i choosing these movie porn you start your movie again and you're advertising murray brown as jonathan harker i don't know who murray brown is i have no contest i know jack palance is but i legitimately thought he passed away in fact wait a second i'm sure that he has that this can't be true that this is that can't possibly be true that he's... 
if he's still alive, why would he be starring in something like this? Yeah, it says worst American actor. Right, okay. That is bullshit. This movie has 2015 on it, and he passed away in 2006. What the fuck? Okay, this... It's exploitative enough that this might actually be porn. Where's his filmography? Right, where's his filmography? When did he make this movie? When did he make this piece of shit? When did he make it? Where? Where's this fucking filmography? What the shit? Apparently his last movie was made in 2003. 1973! Sorry, hold up, pause. Let's skip out this. Right, okay. I'm legitimately angry now. Because this clearly on Amazon Prime says this was made in 2015. And it wasn't. It's made in the 70s. So my complaints about it were fine. It was not made at the tail end of Jack Palance's career. So this was not the last humiliation in a long career. Or the final humiliation. No, this made in the 70s. So, Amazon Prime, for saying this was made in 2015, I'm stopping this movie, and I'm saying this is porn, because they fucked me over, and they're fucking over everyone who puts this shit on, thinking Jack Palance is still alive, I'm going to watch this movie. That is offensive. And they can use whatever justification they want. They can say, fine, it was made in 2015, it was purple in 2015. Amazon Prime, fuck you. That is bullshit. I'm not watching this anymore. I'd like to apologise to even implying... I'd like to apologise to anyone on behalf of this movie for implying that Jack Palance is still alive. He's not. That is really, really fucked up on so many levels. Amazon, you... I, I think you're a good company. I think you make good stuff, deliver good stuff. You should be ashamed of yourselves for that. That's really messed up. So that's it for Movie Porn for this week. It's definitely in porn section because it's misleading, it's exploitative, and it's really messed up. So there you go. Um, hopefully next week for Movie Porn, I won't be watching a movie which says it's from 2015, but it was made over 40 fucking years ago, claiming that an actor who passed away in 2006 was still alive and starring in shit like this. So that's it. Um... I'll do another movie report next week, I guess. So, that was another issue of Friday Night Fright. I think a pretty good one. The Hannibal Watch was a lot of fun today. Um, and then, definitely next week, I'll be doing Bye Bye Man and Hannibal Watch Episode 4. And then after that, who knows? I've got some ideas, but I don't want to commit to them quite yet. I think I'll let you guys know at the end of next week's episode. Move your porn where I think we all feel a little bit dirty after Amazon played that download trick on us. Um, misleading, very much so. 2015 is not 1973, and Jack Hallows died in 2006. So thank you, Amazon, for lying and making me... Have a bit of hope that Jack Palance got career reinvention and uh, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Nope, he's dead. And your movie lies to me, so shame on you, Amazon. If I had half mind, I'd complain about your online, but I have full mind and I can't be bothered. So yeah, next week will be Bye Bye Man Part 2 and Hannibal Watch Episode 4. And 
I'm 34. I'm 34 years old. This podcast is doing great numbers. And whenever Anchor set up the ability to do listener support or I'm allowed to cash money out for sponsorship because they'll agree to have it as a UK thing and US thing and Canada thing. As soon as those sponsorship options or listener support kits in, I'll set that up on Anchor. But until then, this is Ian Austin saying, remember, life is beautiful. And I'll see you next week.